you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. Most people know me as Elba's, as, as Elba's husband, but I'm Eddie. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll try and keep this short. I'm just standing in the back there, some of the songs that were coming up and something that's come up to me previously is going through difficult times. Now, I don't want to single him out, but Pastor Caleb, who's the leader of our church, is going through difficult times himself, and so is their family. And I've gone through difficult times. I can give it around the mic to people around the room, and everyone will have something that they're struggling with. Now, the message that I've got, I'll give you a bit of my background. Police officer in a while, I've been here for 10 years. Obviously, I deal with things that most people don't even comprehend on a daily basis. And some of the things that I struggle with is from work. Um, Wyla has not been an easy ride for us just because of the nature of the job and the things we deal with. However, the one thing that always sticks with me is that picture. Now, most of you would know that's Peter, and obviously he's sinking, and that's Jesus walking on water. Now, I've preached a sermon before this, I'll try and keep it short, but basically, uh, so Matthew 14, verse 22 to 33, Jesus walks on water. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of them to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was alone, there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves. So it's not, if you, if you, if you read that, so I'm going to go between my phone and that a bit time. Jesus didn't say, yep, it's a lovely day, go for a sail. He knew that the weather was already there. The disciples didn't want to get into the weather and go on the boat and go into the storm. But Jesus knew you have to go into the storm. You have to weather the storm yourself. So for us as people in faith, we're not always going to have sunshine and rainbows. There is a storm coming. You might not want to go into the storm. But Jesus has told us, we need to go into that storm, as he told the disciples. Um, sorry. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went up onto the uh, went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, "Take courage; it is I. Do not be afraid." Peter. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. Now this is the point where, that I'm trying to make. Obviously, we all have faith in this room. And he got out of that boat, boat on faith and walked towards Jesus. Walking on that water focused on Jesus, he was able to do that. As soon as he started to take his eyes off Jesus and look at the storm and everything around him, Peter started to sink because he now is no longer focused on Jesus. 
So that's why that there is a constant reminder to me, and I hope it become a reminder to everyone else, that as soon as you start to focus on all... The storm, obviously, is everything going on in your life. All the, all the difficulties, all the problems, all the work-related stress, everything else that the enemy tries to bring against you, that is the storm. Now, as soon as you start to focus on that, and you lose sight of Jesus, you start to sink, regardless. You can have as much faith in the world as you want, but if you're not focused on him, you start to sink. And that's what happened to Peter. So started to sink. So now, Peter starts to sink. Peter got down out of the boat, walked in the water, came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind and was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? So, that, that there is a very strong image for me. Obviously, you can take the storm as everything else, and the pressures of the world is that water. You can churn and try and push back that water as much as you can. And if anyone ever jumped in a pool and tried to do that, not going to happen. You're never going to get that right. So as soon as that started to happen, Peter was smart enough to realize, I need to focus back on God. Lord, help me. Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus helped him. The one thing that I want to go with that is, the Lord says you will never go through something that you cannot handle. So if you're going through something and you think it's too much, Jesus doesn't. He doesn't think it's too much for you. He doesn't think you can't handle it. But when it gets to that point, he will help you. He will always be there for you. It's always a teaching moment, teaching you to have more faith, teaching you to be stronger. So, um, I just as a church, like I'm going through a lot of things at work, stress-related stuff, and I've made all these plans, we always do. Yeah, we want to do this, and we want to do that, and we want to buy a house, and we want to do this, and you know what? Nothing has come to fruition. Fruition? Fruition? Fruition. Because it's not my plans, it's his plans. So if my plans are not aligning with his, they ain't going to happen. So at the moment, I'm just going along for the ride and seeing what comes out. But, um, and I said, I don't want to single him out, but he's the leader of our church. And I know him and his family have had some rough times. They're going through something. So I just want us as a family to pray for them. Because I know I'm known jumping around, but if the enemy wants to attack the church, the best one to attack is him. Because once they take the leader out, we're leaderless. So I just want us, if we can all stand up, Come lay hands on Carrie and the kids and Caleb and come pray for them if that's all right. Just in your own time. Would you all like to get your Bibles out? Thanks, Eddie, um, for sharing that. Um, thank you for being obedient. Because... Oh, I'm being obedient today too. 
I felt like God said it was time to to sort of share what's kind of going on and how we're kind of traveling as a family. So, and I I don't actually have a proper prepared written out sermon. So let's go together. Um, but I just wanted to, I suppose, share some share some thoughts and share where we're going, where we're up to. So. I don't know, I don't feel like I even need to after that. Like, maybe we should just still go have more coffee. <laughs> you know, so I suppose the first thing that um, Caleb and I still want to reassure you is that we're not going anywhere. We're, we're, we're staying put. We're going to, you know, we're still choosing to be obedient and faithful to God. And you know that things have been, been we've had a, a rough year, a tough year, and, um, but I know that we're not the only ones. And I was thinking last night about how, um, you know, so Caleb, for those of you who don't know, you know, Caleb's dad passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, and in February, on the same day as send, uh, getting Hayden to, um, our son, oldest son Hayden to, Adelaide to live as dad and I are traveling with the trailer load of Hayden's stuff we stop at Piri to meet up with his his brother and um to be told that um so my dad's mum had passed away so my nana had passed away that day and so it was so very conflicting to have sending my son who's 21 who's been with me for 21 years you know shorter than the 18 years of Hannah or 17 years of Hannah you know who's moved the year before and, and kind of getting there and having to move him and, and dad and I kind of like trying to be like in this oh my goodness space like and I realized that when Caleb's dad passed away that I probably didn't grieve much of Hayden leaving and I didn't really grieve much of um, my nana passing and so this week it's really hit me quite hard and um, I've, I've been quite I don't know sad we can understand that I've been sad and I know that I'm not the only one I know I look around the room and I know Joey lost her mum this year and I know Fred you lost your mum this year as well and um, I know that there are a few other people who have had losses in their families. Is, uh, are there more people that you've had losses this year in your family? I guess so Gary's dad passed away as well. So we, I, I know that we're not the only ones. And you know how we've been talking the last couple of sermons that I did, I did on some spiritual warfare stuff, right? We've been talking about, you know, like, you know, stepping out, stepping up, um, turning on the light, do you remember that, that one, turning on the light? Turning on the Jesus light? And Matthew lent me a really good book that I've been reading of um, Blake Keeley. And um, he kind of gave it to me. Just, it was just at the right moment and I picked it up and started reading it and it kind of was like it's a follow-on from some of that spiritual warfare stuff and what, what God is doing in the spiritual. You know, because I was, you know, you kind of sit there and you start going oh, what's a spiritual attack and what's not? You know, like, and I can't sit there and say, well, my nana passing is not a spiritual attack. That was her time. That was her day. Hayden going to Adelaide, well, you know, it's not really a spiritual attack. He needed to go, he needed to, go to study in Adelaide. 
you know, Caleb's dad passing, you know, that was, you know, God timing. You know, that was in God's time. And the fact that we were already in Adelaide and we were just an hour and a half away from his mum and could go to his mum straight away was, you know, just uh, something that I felt that God gave to us as, you know, being able to be there as a family. And so you can't say that, there's all of this, you know, someone dying or some of, every single thing in our lives is a spiritual attack. But I do believe that God's hand is in everything and it's how we deal with it and where we go. Like Eddie's already shared with us. He's already done the other part of the sermon. Um, <laughs> yeah, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Uh, so I, I suppose that's one of the things that I wanted to share with you was some of the stuff that... Um, Yep, I'm sad. Um, I might not always be able to be the pastor that you need over maybe this next month. And, you know, as Caleb hasn't been able to be the pastor that you've needed over this next month, over a much longer, almost 12 months. But, you know, the one thing that just makes me smile is you guys because we're all in this together and so thank you for praying for us this morning thank you Eddie for um, you know getting that started I know that some of you have already been praying for us through the week and I think I felt that there are just moments you just feel like you're really down and then the next moment you're sort of feeling better I'm like I think someone's praying for me do you ever experience those moments some nods and quiet today. So we're still here, we're not going anywhere, but one of the things that I do want, um, have talked to Pastor Hans about was offering to anyone in our church and our leaders that if they need some pastoral care and they need to talk to someone, I'm going to give out Pastor Hans and Pastor Fiona's um, phone numbers so you can call them. I might also give those phone numbers to... I didn't have preparation to put them up. I might give them to Matthew and I'll give um, to Hayley. And so if you don't want to call me and say, can you please give me that number because you don't want to bother me, then you can bother Matthew. (laughs) Or bother Hayley. She's quite happy for that as well. And it's not that we're not going to be here for you, but if if you feel like you don't want to bother us, that's where you can go to, to talk to someone about some stuff. And there may be some times, like maybe you might ask me if I can help you with something. And if I'm feeling really sad, I suppose I just need your understanding if I say, could you please call Pastor Hans or Pastor Fiona about that? Um, and I know that you'll understand that and it's not me rejecting you. It's that I don't have the capacity to, to give out at that moment. And I think um, we, we kind of... It's hard for me to say that to you, but I also know that we have to be real with each other. Like even the leaders, even the people who run the church um, have down times as well and struggle. It'd be silly for me to stand here and pretend that everything was okay. I think that it would give you a false perception of of leaders and um, I don't want to do that. But I want, to, I want us to look at some scriptures together. I didn't write it down, but there's the one about perseverance. Do you know the one I'm talking about? 
Someone does. Someone does. It is, I've, I've marked in my Bible, it's in Philippians. It's chapter 3, verse 14. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. There's another one that I wanted. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run the race with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. God gave me that scripture a couple of months ago when I was sitting in church. And I was, you know, here we've been talking about um, doing things out of rest. And I was like, hey, God, we've got to like do things out of rest, but you're asking us to also run the race. I'm like, can I do a slow walk? <laughs> I don't like running. <laughs> One of the... Um, things that I'd been thinking about this scripture, running the race with perseverance and keeping on going, is that, yep, sometimes people run, sometimes people do slow walks, but we're still working towards the same goal, and that is working to love Jesus, to be faithful, um, to share our faith with other people. Um, I was, I was looking for analogies and I had this one in my head and I have no idea where it come from, right? I don't know if it was in a movie or something, but I remember like someone going like they're going to run a race and, and the trainer goes, um, you know, like they stop to have their water or their energy, their energy bars as they go along and the trainer said, even if you don't feel like it, stop and take it because then you keep having the endurance to get to the end of the race. And um, I thought about that, like, being us in our faith and in our walk with Jesus. Like, even if you don't feel like it, still stop and take your energy drink and food from the Word of God and, and spend time with Jesus because he'll help you get through. We've been talking about... Um, <laughs> John 10.10, 10. Joe's going to sing it for you today. <laughs> Go, find it in your Bibles. Someone can read that one out when you found it. I'm not letting you be lazy today. The thief may come to kill, steal and destroy. Yep, that's true. But not everything that happens is a spiritual attack, right? But there are things that are. And sometimes we do open the door to that um, spiritual negativity kind of stuff that comes in. And we have to be really careful what we open the door to. So while I'm really sad um, and grieving, I could start down a negative spiralling, a negative road train if I wanted to. Um, God and I made a deal not long ago that I had to stop saying I'm done. It was one of my scripts. Remember, we've been talking about scripts, things that we say to ourselves all the time. You know, like, there's no point, it's not worth it, it's not fair, 
I'm not good enough, all of those kind of things. One of mine was when things get just like too hard and I feel like I can't do it anymore, I just feel like, that's it, I'm done. I've nearly quit a few times. Don't tell anyone. Um, probably not really quit, but I felt like that's it, I'm done. I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. This is too hard. And um, so <laughs> as I'm talking to you in my other sermons about scripts and all of those kind of things, God's going, hey, Kerry, like you need to work on this one. Can we change this? And um, so I know that when I start saying, when I start spiraling down, I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I know that that opens the door for the enemy to come and to jump on those words and to tell me how, you know, even more negative stuff and you just continue to spiral. And so I want to encourage you in your hard times to close the door on the enemy. If you feel like you're spiraling, begin to start closing that door. What can you do to close that door? We've talked so much about that stuff. We've talked about reading the word of God. We've talked about putting on the the music. Um, I've noticed... Like in my spiraling, I'm like, fine, I'll just put this song on then. <laughs> it's a great attitude, right? Um, and popped on the song and just felt like just things change. Because I, I relate to music. Maybe you relate to something else. Maybe there's something else that is between you and God that like lifts you up. You know, find out what that is and like stick with that and like go to that when you feel like things are, things are really bad. He's given us abundant life. Does it feel abundant? Not really. (laughs) Not all the time. (laughs) Although I have to look at this and I go, um, you know, God said, talk about this stuff this morning. And I'm like, well, I haven't done a sermon. Like I don't, my notes are like that. And normally I have like five pages of notes, right? So, but then I go, God gives Eddie something this morning which is like completely like solely related to everything that he's given me to talk about. And so I can stand here with a smile on my face because I feel like God is in this. Like this is the abundance. Like this is the goodness. Like there are moments that are really sad and there are moments that are hard, but in it there's joy. In it, in it God brings joy and he brings peace. Um, and he makes it, us able to keep walking with him. And so... I was saying to someone last week um, around some of that sadness and some of the some of the hard stuff that's happened for them, and I said, you know, God has given you all of these different things in your life. You think about your work. Do you love your work? Sometimes. <laughs> um, or all the time. Like, you know, do, God's given you finances. He's given you work. He's given, he's given you a family. And, like, everything that is good can be turned into bad have you noticed so we might love our family or our you know if you have kids you might love your kids but sometimes they're really irritating (laughs) I should not look at my kids (laughs) sometimes they argue back (laughs) sometimes you know they make mess and don't clean up after themselves but we love them right you know, sometimes like there are really good days at work and we love our job and sometimes there are really, you know, bad days at work. Uh, but he's given us all of these things in our life. He's given us good things. And so we need to start like making sure that we look at them as this is the abundant life that Jesus has given to us rather than looking at the negative. 
because that is exactly where Satan wants us to go. The thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's come to steal your joy. He's come to take it away from you. And so we need to find the things that we love and we need to thank Jesus for those things. What's next? We've just had Pentecost. Did you know that? Last week was Pentecost. If you don't know what Pentecost is, Jacob, it is when, after Jesus went to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. Shall we read about it? All right. I'm going to get you guys to read together. So find some, re- some reading, a reading group or a reading partner. I know, out of your comfort zone, coffee before church and getting you to read together. We're going to go to John 16. Go. It's Jesus before he even went to the cross. He told his disciples that he was going to send the Holy Spirit. And um, verse 7, but I tell you the truth. It is for your good I am going away. Unless I go away, the counsellor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And so Jesus' promise to us is that he sent us the Holy Spirit. He sent us the counsellor. So you don't have to come see me. You have a counsellor to go to when things are getting tough and when it's rough. And that's the Holy Spirit. And he is with you everywhere you go. And I really, I know most of you all know that, but we all need a reminder sometimes that the Holy Spirit is with us. So, it's a reminder that God is always working. Even when we can't feel it, he's Thank you. Even when we can't see it, he's... You're a bit slow today. (laughs) He's always working for our good. And so just as, as we finish up, just want you to know that Jesus cares for you in what you're going through just as, as much as he cares for me and Caleb as the pastoral family, we're no more special than you guys. We go through the same struggles and we are human and people as well. Um, So just, yeah, want you to know that it's okay. I did write down the words that I felt that God said to me today, today to say to you that it's okay that you're feeling heavy and low. Jesus is with you in the good times and the hard times. Turn on the light and spend time in his presence. And thank you, Eddie, for sharing about walking, you know, Peter walking on the water and keeping our eyes on Jesus because that is what it is all about. We're going to go through storms because this is life. This is... I don't know. This, this is just life, right? Everyone goes through, through storms. But we have Jesus with us. We have the Holy Spirit with us. And we can, if we stay in that, we turn on that light, he's like always going to be there. So let's pray as we get ready to sing the last song. 
and I know the kids are eager to come back in and so thank you thank you for your support guys and you know we we do really appreciate it so all right let's pray father we thank you we thank you so much for your presence thank you that it brings joy and it brings peace and lord as we we saturate ourselves in you Lord, we can keep our eyes focused on you and we can stop all of that negative talk, the negative self-talk, and we can just create new phrases that you give us that are truths and that are not lies. We thank you that you are a good God. And, yeah, we thank you. Amen. or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at BethelCRC.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.